Hi, this is Philip Holland, host of Hope for the Day. I'm so excited that you are listening and you have this to look forward to from today's message. Because we approach each other like we're enemies. Why? Because somebody was vaccinated and somebody wasn't. Because somebody wants to wear a mask and somebody doesn't. Because somebody's a Republican and somebody's a Democrat. And Jesus is entering into all of that and he's saying, I transcend all of this. It's about me. And we, we, what I'm offering transcends these views and we need to stop looking at each other like we're enemies. Welcome to Hope for the Day with Pastor Philip Holland. Every sermon you listen to on this broadcast is recorded live at Valley View Christian Church. Our mission as a church is to help families follow Jesus. We accomplish this mission through a strategy of belong, become, and bless. In today's message, we are going to focus on one of these strategies to help you better understand what the Bible has to say about us belonging to a community of faith, becoming more like Jesus, and being a blessing to the world. If our mission to help families follow Jesus resonates with you, or our strategy to belong, become, and bless is one that you would like to be a part of, then we want to invite you to a service at Valley View Christian Church this Sunday at 9 or 10.30 a.m. Now please enjoy this message from Pastor Philip. Walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into a lake, for they were fishermen. Come now, Jesus said, follow me. In other words, come and be a part of what it is that I'm doing. Come and belong to this community that I'm creating. And I will send you out to fish for people at once. Uh, fish for people. And at once they left their nets and followed him. Now I'm a believer that Luke 5 happened before Matthew 4. All right, so in Matthew 4, this is what's going on here. And then you read about it in the gospel in the gospel of Mark, as I said. But in Luke 5, Jesus has already had an interaction with Peter. So Peter and his brothers have had an opportunity, my point is, to observe Jesus, to see what Jesus is about. His reputation has come to them and now he has gone to them and he is calling them to follow him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Now, what I want to take you back to is where Jesus said, I want to make you a fisher of people. He goes to these these men who caught fish for a living. And the purpose of that was to sell the fish to provide for their families and provide for themselves, and also to eat the fish to give themselves nutrients to be healthy. My point is, what they were doing was about them. What they were a part of was about them. And Jesus goes to them and say, okay, I'm gonna stop making this about you, and I'm gonna invite you into something greater than you, and we're gonna go fish for people. Here's the point. Jesus invites you to belong to a community, That's not just for you, but it's greater than you. And I believe that that's what our mission offers you. Why do I believe that? Well, I have some fundamental beliefs, and one of those is the stronger the family, the stronger the community. And the community that you're part of is connected to the county, it's connected to a city, it's connected to a state, a country, and a world. But it's all coming back to how strong is the family. Now, you may not be aware of this, but over 70% of the homes in Douglas County, and even in somewhat some of the surrounding counties, have families in them. 
So this area is specifically going to be connected to, directly connected to how strong the family is. How well it's going is how strong the family is. Now I haven't met anybody that's not a little bit concerned about our community and our city and our state and our country. All of the people I come in contact with seem to have that shared concern, no matter what their views are. Now why does that matter to us here? Well, the people on my street, they're asking an interesting question. It's not, what do I have to do to be saved? I think that was a question people asked 60, 70 years ago. They're asking, what do I have to do to save my family? And we said, as a church, that we want to be a solution to that question. We want to be a solution to that concern so many people have. Often people don't realize how influential this area is on the country, specifically. Several years ago, or just a few years ago, I guess, President Trump sent out condolences to a family in our community after a sheriff had lost his life. There are lots of sheriffs that lose their lives, sadly, in our country, and even in our state. But there was something, there was some reason why he pinpointed this area. And and honestly, it probably had to do with some political considerations. But what that tells you is this. Whenever he sent out his condolences, he sent them out to Douglas County, those in Douglas County who have lost the sheriff. He sent them out to those people. He did that because this area has influence. It's one of the wealthiest social economic areas in all of our country. And this area is primarily made up of families. And the stronger those families are, specifically stronger in the name of Jesus, the better this community's gonna be, the state's gonna be, and our country's gonna be. It is places like this community that we are in that reign in the darkness in our country. It, It is places like what we are in that actually shine God's light into our area, into our city, and into our state, and into our country. And what I'm telling you is, and what we are inviting you into, is something that is greater than just you and what is happening under your roof. What is happening under your roof is very, very important. But as you become a part of this thing that we are a part of, then we are reigning in the darkness. We are shining God's light out into the world. And guess what? It all comes back to the thing that so many of you are most concerned about, your family. Being a part of this, belonging to this, isn't just about you, although it benefits you, it's about something so much greater than you. And that is what we have the opportunity to be a part of as a church. And that's the vision that we've got. And I love how the the writer of Proverbs said so many years ago, where there is no vision, the people perish. And that is why we are highlighting to you that we want your family to be as strong as it can possibly be in the name of Jesus. And we're inviting you to belong to this community. If you stay on the periphery, that. That's a thing, but you're going to miss out on being a part of something that's really, really, really special. And so Jesus looked at them and he said, what you're doing is fine. It's going to get you by for the rest of your life, but I'm going to invite you into something that's so much greater than you could ever imagine. And in following in his footsteps, we are trying to do the same thing to each and every one of you that are here and those of you that are online. The second thing that we see in a faith community that's centered around Jesus is this, is that Jesus invites you to belong to a community that is not defined by what you have done, but who is with you. 
What do I mean by that? Well, often, one of the reasons, again, that we hold back on being a part of a faith community is because of a felony, a divorce, a bankruptcy, a failed business. It's something that we have done. Even in some cases, people hold back because they're so successful. They're super successful. They have lots of options. They can go out and do a lot of things. And in light of the fact that they can do so much and they have so many options, they don't enter into a community with people because then they might have to miss out on a few things that the world has to offer them. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. Our mission is to offer you hope through Christ-centered biblical preaching. We certainly hope this broadcast is doing just that for you today. You might not know this, but each of these sermons are recorded live at Valley View Christian Church in the Denver metropolitan area. If you live in the city, we would love to meet you in person. We offer Sunday services at 9 and 10.30 a.m. We have programming for children of all ages, dynamic worship, plenty of opportunities to get connected beyond Sundays, outreach initiatives, and much, much more. And do you want to know why we do all that we do? Because so much of our church leadership has had their life changed by a local church. Because it is here that we met Jesus, and He changed our lives. And we want Jesus to change your life as well. So attend a service at Valley View Christian Church. We'd love to meet you personally. We're located just south of Highlands Ranch off of Highway 85 Santa Fe. You can go to our church's website, valleyviewcc.com, for more information. Now let's get back to our program. So often it is this idea that we have done things and there are things that are a part of our life that keep us from being a part of a community. But what Jesus says, it's not about what you've done, it's about who is with you. Now what am I talking about? Well, in John chapter 4, there's a woman who this is directly connected to, what I'm, this point I'm making. Now he, Jesus, had to go through Samaria. So he, Jesus, came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw the water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? And so it's here that we see Jesus, some of Jesus' humanity. He was tired. He was worn out. He wanted to sit down. He needed to get a drink of water. And so he engages this woman. There's some details and some information that I'm going to share with you in a moment about her that teach that she had a bit of a compromised past. The first detail that we see here is that she came there at noon. Now, one of the things that I'll do um, in the summer and even in the winter that is like super weird, I know it is weird and I know it is extreme, but I'll go run in the middle of the day. It'll be 95 degrees and I'll go run. I like that. That makes me feel like I'm getting more out of the workout. So I'll go out in the middle of the day. And guess what? There ain't anybody else out running in the middle of the day. There's no, and it's at night if it's like five degrees, sometimes I'll go out. It just makes me feel alive. I know I'm crazy, but I do that. Because nobody, and, and guess what? Nobody else is out there running about that time either. It's just the way it is. There, nobody, who's the, who in their right mind would do that? Well, I don't know. I do, though. So I go out in the middle of the day. I run. And then sure enough, I'll get a text message. What is wrong with you? Because somebody drives by me as I'm running. Why would you ever go out when it's 95 degrees and run? And then, you know, and then I just ignore them. So that's just because that's ridiculous. Anyway, my point is she's out in the middle of the day in the heat of this particular area of the country. It is hot and the reason that she is out there by herself is there's something wrong. Now, we don't really know what's wrong. We just know that uh, she's a bit compromised. 
We find out that she's been married five times and she's living with a man. And, and we naturally connect that to infidelity. That's not the case. Maybe once, maybe, maybe there was a time in which infidelity took place. But in this particular time, if you were known for repeated acts of infidelity, you, you weren't going to make it if you were a woman. Maybe that happened once. She's probably dealing with infertility. She's probably had a husband or two die on her. And now she's at a point where she lives with a man that she's not married to. So she's incredibly compromised. She's somebody that doesn't belong. And Jesus is going to teach her something in that moment. And as he engages her in the midst of all of her pain and her hurt and her shame, he says, hey, you can be a part of what it is that I'm doing. And he tells her all about herself. And then she goes back to her community. And she tells them about who she's just encountered. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him after they come and they wanted to find out, wait, what do you mean? This guy's talking to you even though you've done all these things? He's, he's engaging you even though he knows all about your past? And, and they go there and they, and they go there and, they, find, and these, they go to him, the Samaritans from the town. They believe in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. And so when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them and he stayed with them for two days. And because of this, because of his many words, more became believers. And then they said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves and we know that this man really is the savior of the world. He stayed with them. That's my point. It's not about what you've done, it's about who is with you. And Jesus was with her. And because Jesus was with her, she could belong. Now, I know I may only be talking to three or four of you, maybe five or six at the most, but you may have a past. You may have something in your life that's keeping you from wanting to enter into a community. And what you gotta understand is belonging to this community of faith that we've got here is not ever defined by what you've done, it's defined by who is with you. And Jesus is with you. And so you can enter into that. And there's great things that can happen because of that. I had a woman come to me a few months back. She came and said, several years ago, I had an abortion. That's something that she had done. She felt a lot of guilt because of that. She struggled because she made that decision. And she said, if you have anyone in this church who is struggling with that same thing because they made that decision, I want to minister to them. I want to come alongside them. I want to help them. That's awesome. And the reason that she is willing to do that is because her life is not defined by what she did. It's defined by who she's with. And Jesus is with her and he has changed her and he's molding her and shaping her and it's an incredible thing. It's awesome. And there's also a path that, hey, some of you have done some things we, you don't need to, we don't need, that we don't even need to know about. We don't need to bring up. We can just let it be. Let it go. It's all in the past now. We can move forward. There's many people that I've talked to that have very, very compromised past and that's okay. Because they are changed now. They are different and they are a part of this community and they are serving and they are helping and they are giving and they are helping that mission that we talked about a little bit ago to come to fruition. It's awesome. Because belonging here is not defined by what you've done. It's defined by who is with you. And Jesus is with everyone who is called on his name. And that is what they find out here. The third thing that we see as it relates to Jesus' community is this, is that Jesus invites you to belong to a community that is not defined by where you are from, but where you are heading. This alludes to that familial influence that I was just talking about. Here's how this works. Someone comes from a Mormon background. They come from uh, some, sometimes some types of churches of Christ background. 
Maybe they have some other religious disposition, religious group that they were a part of. And they are told, you can only, you, you are only saved if you are a part of this church that's a part of this group. Or maybe it's even, that, again, that, that non-believing family. That, that family is very cynical of the Christian faith. And they say, why would you ever want to be a part of a Christian community? And they, they, they're antagonistic towards that. And maybe that is something that's holding a couple of you back. It's not about where you're from, though, as Jesus tells us, but where you are heading. What am I talking about here? Well, look at this. Then Jesus' mother and brothers arrived. Standing outside, they sent someone in to call on him. So his mother and brothers, they think Jesus is crazy. And they're coming to knock some sense into him. So they come to seize him. A crowd was sitting around him and they told him, your mother and brothers are outside looking for you. In other words, the people that you came from are out there and they want you. And Jesus says, well, who are my mother and brothers? And he goes on. He looked at, the seated, he looked at those seated in a circle around him and he said, here is my mother and brothers. Whoever does God's will is my mother and sister and mother. In other words... The people that are a part of my family are not defined by where they came from, but where they are heading. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. We hope this message has been an encouragement to you. I know it has been to others. I recently received a message from a listener of ours who said, thank you for these messages on Hope for the Day. It is encouraging and refreshing to hear biblical-centered teaching that continually points people to Christ. This is one of the several notes that I've received from people that are blessed by our program. That is why we want to continue this program on the radio, but that can only happen through the generous contributions of listeners like yourself. If you'd like to partner with us financially, just go to Valley View Christian Church's website, valleyviewcc.com, and then click on the gift tab there. Once you click on the tab, just designate a gift to go to the radio ministry of Hope for the Day. Your gift would be an incredible blessing to this ministry. And as always, we want to meet you personally as well. That is why if you live in the Denver metropolitan area, we want to extend an invitation to you to visit us in person at one of our Sunday services, 9 and 10.30 a.m. If you do, please introduce yourself to me, Philip Holland. I'd love to meet you. Now let's get back to the program. In other words, it's about the ones that are doing the will of God. And maybe you've got influences in your life that are saying, don't be a part of a church. Don't be a part of a faith community. Don't be a part of a community that's centered around Jesus. You shouldn't do that. And you've got to set some of that aside and say, you know, I'm more about Jesus. Now, if you rewind back into Mark 3 just a little bit, this is what caused his family to come to him. Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the lake, and a large crowd from Galilee followed when they heard about all he was doing, many people came to him from Judea, Jerusalem, Idumea, and regions across the Jordan. These are the enemies from Tyre and Sidon. His family heard that he was ministering to their enemies. And they're like, wait, 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 this has gone too far, Jesus. You're creating a community. You're allowing people to believe in you who we don't agree with. And Jesus is saying, what I'm offering you transcends these petty histories that all of you have. And that's something that we need to be reminded of. Because we approach each other like we're enemies. Why? Because somebody was vaccinated and somebody wasn't. 
because somebody wants to wear a mask and somebody doesn't. Because somebody's a Republican and somebody's a Democrat. And Jesus is entering into all of that and he's saying, I transcend all of this. And people are saying, well, you can't go be part of that church because they do it this way. You can't go be part of that church because they do it that way. And Jesus is saying, wait, wait a second. It's about me. And we, we, what I'm offering transcends these views and we need to stop looking at each other like we're enemies. And his family, like maybe even some of you are feeling right now, guess what? They went to him and said, you're crazy. This, this doesn't work. You're crazy, Jesus. And Jesus is saying, I transcend this stuff. We can still belong to the same community even though we have different views on these different perspectives. And here's the fourth thing that belonging to a community that's centered around Jesus gives you. Gives you. It's a community that may not, it's a community that you may not want, but it will be who you need. In the book of Acts, I'm going to read to you Acts chapter 2. It may not be who you want, but it is who you need. This is what it says as the church was founded and it was moving. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God, enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This is a beautiful passage of the, of the church that you can be a part of. But here's the thing about this church is it was primarily, it was Jewish. And then you fast forward that's because that's who they wanted to be a part of that church. Then you fast forward to Acts 10, Acts 11, and then Peter has this experience where he has this vision and he says, man, we gotta start letting in the Gentiles too. Like God didn't just come for the Jews, he came for all of us. And that wasn't who they wanted, but it was absolutely who the world needed. There was a big shift there. And here's what I'm getting at. The first small group I was ever a part of that group was in no way the kind of people that I wanted to be around. I remember on many occasions, and I was the leader of the group, I looked around and I thought, man, there, if it wasn't for Jesus, there was zero chance any of us would be together. And at the very least, I would be with any of you. There was a videographer in there, which videographers are cool, I got all good. But it wouldn't have been the person I wanted to hang out with. There was a guy who was in school to be um, a nurse. There was another guy who was on the autism spectrum, another guy with a traumatic brain injury. There was a guy going to Bible college. There was also me. And I was, I was just different than all of them. And there was a guy who was a construction worker. There was another guy who was a carpenter. It wasn't the group that I would have wanted to hang out with, but it was the group that I needed to hang out with. And why was that? Because we held each other accountable. And I'll tell you what, there isn't a one of us, I look back on that time that didn't benefit from some accountability and encouragement from that group. We made, each, we made sure each other was in church. We made sure that we weren't getting drunk. We made sure that we weren't sleeping around with other, with other women. We, and all of that helped us to get to where we're at now. And, and almost, I think all of us have strong marriages. We have good families. We're, we're engaged in a church. But if we didn't have each other then, we would have been a lot weaker. And man, I might not even be here right now. And some of them may not be where they're at right now, but we had each other. Not because that's who we wanted to be around, but that's who we needed to be around. And we were stronger for it. And Ecclesiastes says this, the one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. You're stronger when you're together. 
And what we wanna present to you is this, is that if you're not connected, get connected. If you don't belong to a faith community here, it's time for you to do that. You need to take that step. You are stronger with other people. Your mental health is better when you're connected to other people, especially when you're connected to people that are following after Jesus. Now, after the service again, there's going to be some classes that you can sign up for. Next week, we got small groups that you can sign up for. Um, And then there's going to be some other opportunities the week after that to serve and do some other things. But we want you to be willing to take that step. And so go on out there. Uh, David Pastier, who's our discipleship pastor, would love to talk to you about all those opportunities. There's going to be some other people in the lobby to talk to you. Um, I'm happy to talk to you. Whatever we got to do to get you to that step, man, I'm telling you, God wants you to belong to something. And here's your opportunity. Let's have a, I want to pray with you and then we're going to have a time of communion and we'll wrap up with another song of worship. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, um, Lord, we're grateful that, you can, that you've done so much for us and we get to rally together as a community around you. Um, God, I'm so grateful for all the people that I've been blessed by, that I've been able to live life with, uh, that have helped me to be where I'm at now and have kept me on the path that I'm on with you. And I pray for that for those that are here today. If they don't have that, Lord, prompt them and help them to take that step. Father, we're grateful again for what you've given us in Christ, and, and, and we just pray all this in his name. Amen. To learn more about this sermon, sermon series, or other messages, please visit our church's website at valleyviewcc.com. You can also find these radio segments on the Hope for the Day, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Valley View Christian Church is located just south of Highlands Ranch off of Highway 85, Santa Fe. We provide services at 9 and 10.30 a.m. every Sunday. This broadcast is made possible through generous contributions of listeners like you. If you'd like to partner with us financially, just go to our church's website and then click on the gift tab there. We look forward to having you join us again next time on Hope for the Day.